You're listening to The Haunting of Blind Manor After Show by Horror Movie Talk. talk special the haunting of bly mana after show uh <laughs> on a normal episode of horror i mean i can't tell a difference between I, between your accent and kitty's like she see she says that our accent's terrible but i don't i don't see i it. don't hear it yeah I'm, sounds great to me yeah. on a normal episode of horror movie talk we would review and discuss one horror film in detail uh, for this special series of 10 episodes, though, we will be having an opinionated and accidentally funny discussion on each episode of The Haunting of Bly Manor. Um, your panel of expert hosts each week are the man who sits across from me, Dr. Bryce Hansen. Hello, Governor. Who holds a PhD in spookology. And me, Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. So, with no further ado, The Haunting of Bly Manor After Show with Horror Movie Talk. We have a great episode for you guys today. This is uh, this is covering episode two of The Haunting of Bly Manor. I don't know why they didn't name the episodes, at least on the, on the copies that we got. These right. episodes aren't named. They're just episode one, two, three, four, five. Right. They definitely have a theme. Per oh, they, episode. Yes, they absolutely, and they could have very good names. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I think we should just name them like by the character that they're focusing on. Right. Like this one would definitely be. This is the Miles episode. The Miles episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I mean, yeah, this episode I would, I mean, if, if I, if you're going for real simplistic, you could call it Miles, you mm-hmm. know, but um, the, uh, so the way this show is going to work is we're going to start out by giving a s- brief synopsis of the episode. Um, and then it, pretty much immediately we're going to get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and or, and or hated about this episode. So with that, let's get into the synopsis of episode two. Episode two starts off, um, picking up directly on the end of episode one. So it's, it's basically Danny just got locked in the, glo- in, in the closet by the little kids into Flora's closet. They asked her to go in there for a hat box or some, <laughs> some, some, she's like, yeah, no problem. I'll get your hat box. This a, what an easy ask. <laughs> and then she gets locked, uh, locked in her closet with, uh, with the, man with the man in the mirror. And, uh, and so in this episode, episode two, she has just come out of the closet. Wink. Wink. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. thank you. 
and the kids are apologizing like they didn't just very intentionally shut her in there to begin. <laughs> They're like, ah, you know, how do these things can't be helped? Doors, you know, how do these work? You know, it's like, oh man, whoops, big oops on us. Like we've we locked you in there. We we really intentionally ran at the door, closed it, jammed it shut, took the key out of the lock, walked away, and now we're back. And geez, wow, what? What happened, right? Boy, is our face red. What? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so as I said earlier, this episode is one where Miles is much more fleshed out as a creepy character. Um, we also get to learn a little bit why, a, a little bit about why he is the way he is. And you kind of gain some empathy for him to the extent that you can gain empathy for kind of what is the bad guy of, yeah, of I the mean, whole series. Yeah, I mean, you... He's conflicted. Very. We don't, we aren't told like what's really happening with Miles until later. Um, But in this episode, you can tell he's really conflicted and he's at his core a good kid. Yeah. I mean, he's 10 years old. How bad could he be? Right. It's not like you're really responsible for your own actions at 10. Right. It's, I mean, it's questionable at the very least. Right. Um, So it's a pretty Danny heavy episode. We're also properly introduced to the gardener, Jamie, played by uh, Amelia Eve. Um, This episode also contains uh, the spookiest scene in the, in in my opinion, in the first three episodes, uh, which this episode ends with a rousing game of hide and seek Mm -hmm. before bed, Uh which is a great way to put kids to bed. Right. (laughs) It's going to riled up right at bedtime. <laughs> okay, guys, it's bedtime. This is an idea that my mother-in-law would have. <laughs> and then, like, it's uh, 7.30. Let's play hide and seek. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's play tag. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> uh, spoilers for those of you who don't have kids yet. Bad idea. Um, <laughs> spoilers for kids. That's how you spoil kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... That's the synopsis. Um, just briefly, we want to tell you uh, about our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com. There you'll find links to our, all of our social media. Check out our Facebook page, and you can find a link to our Facebook group, where there's probably going to be a lot of discussion about these episodes as well. Yeah, good point. Um, check out our regular episodes, where we post every Wednesday about a new horror movie each week. Um, if you want to call and give us a voicemail or tell us how we're wrong or uh, complain about how we don't do our research, call 682-253-4468. Um, also, you can check out our Patreon. There's a link from our website. Um, you can find it on patreon.com slash talk. And thanks again for listening. So let's get into spoilers. So we start this episode, like I said, with Danny falling out of the closet as the kids open the door. And then we just launch directly into the muddy footprints all over the house, which appears to be the kids doing this. Yeah, I mean, it looks because the kids disappeared for a while. Yeah, she's she has enough time to fall asleep in the closet. Right. And so there's muddy footprints that lead Basically, out of the into the house and then out of the house. I think. Um, so, yeah. So there's so there's muddy footprints throughout the house. And it's Danny, actually impressive. Like, how far would muddy footprints really go? Like, 
it's almost like they had a bag of mud that they stepped in like every 10 steps because really like it's an impressive amount of mud. Are like, you suggesting the, that these aren't actually muddy footprints, that they're ectoplasmic It's almost footprints? like they're supernatural footprints. Oh. So as we're discussing the footprints throughout the house, Miles does a very 10-year-old, just spontaneous kid thing, and he... And he runs up to Flora and he grabs as if to draw attention away from the muddy. He's like, let's stop talking about these muddy footprints for a fucking second. He grabs the doll away from Flora, runs down the hallway and throws the doll into the, into the uh, dirty laundry chute, Mm -hmm. which is, um, I mean, it's simultaneously a very kid thing to do. It's just like, look what I can do. And then, and then also like, well, that was pretty intentional on his part. Thanks dick. (laughs) Yeah, so 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 the laundry chute leads down to the basement, which is perfectly dreadful. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, so Danny, the governess, uh, says to Flora, "Hey, you know what? Let's go down and get your doll while your brother mops up this shit." And Miles is like, "The fuck? The fuck? I am gonna mop this shit up." <laughs> Because um, it's very clear that no one has told Miles to do anything other right. than just you do you boo for right. a long time. Uh, so he's yeah, he's you, not enthused about that. When you live in a named manner that isn't your last name, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's not a lot of manual labor that you're probably doing, especially when you have a group of four servants, basically. Yeah. Um, in in the turning, the much much worse movie based on the turn of the screw, uh, this character is like basically like, hey, you work for me, so he doesn't. Yeah. She couldn't get him to do anything. In this one, they like don't make him completely spoiled. Like they are able to get. She is able to get them to do shit. Yeah, Miles kind of looks at her with one of these. He's kind of like, "Are you eating though?" <laughs> He's kind of like, "Yeah, bitch. Uh you're you got some big you got some big words around here, but are you are you really the big shot here? Like, come on. We all know who's who's the man." So, uh Danny takes Flora down to the kitchen, uh which has the door to the cellar in it. And she's like, "Let's go down to the cellar, grab your doll." That your your dick brother just threw down here. And, and Flora's not having any part of that. She's like, nah, nah, nah. No. I don't no, I don't like it. It's uh it's not a good place. I don't like it. It's perfectly dreadful. Mm-hmm. Let's not let's not go down there. And uh so she's like, I'll just stay here with Owen uh while he cooks us breakfast and uh, you know, I'll chill here. Mm-hmm. And then Danny heads she's like, No problem. She <laughs> And it's a very spooky house. Thing as soon as she walks through the door, right. she flicks the light switch, and of course, the Nothing. lights don't go yeah. on. So, here's a question mm. At what point does a spooky dark basement not is no longer scary? Like, what, what age would you be when, oh. when spooky dark basement? turns turns from like well there's definitely crocodiles down there that are gonna eat me hmm. to like god damn it i wish it wasn't so dark so i could see where things are i'm not 40 yet so i'm gonna guess somewhere in there yeah so like 48 right maybe right <laughs> yeah that's my assumption once you pay off the mortgage the basement is no longer scary that's probably <laughs> there it is right once you own the basement 
<laughs> yeah, once it's actually yours and not the bank's. Bitch, fuck you, Pennywise. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Are you up? Are you yeah, for real. <laughs> once you own that shit, <laughs> then it's not scary. Uh, um, so she heads down there and... Uh, the world's most creepy pile of dolls. So, so th- is okay. down there. Okay, this so- is just basically their doll storage basement. <laughs> it's a doll storage facility. <laughs> uh, so, the only thing creepier than the lights not coming on is there being a single light <laughs> hanging from the ceiling, a single bare bulb, right? And then you turn that on because, and I'll tell you why. You may be like, "No, nah, now we got some light down here, right?" But it's a single source of light. Right. So suddenly shadows are everywhere. Things are not well lit. They're just illuminated mildly. Uh-huh. And uh, and shadows are being thrown all over the place and off in the distance in this in this totally. Uh, OK, so there's a bunch of dolls piled up in a corner. And then there's, you know, random assortment of, you know, basement dwelling garbage. Uh-huh. Uh, and then right in the middle of this very uh, d- this desert of n- of concrete uh-huh. is this little doll that's sitting there. This, right. It's almost a voodoo doll, basically. It looks really creepy. Like, how would that get in the middle of the room? But actually, it makes sense. Yeah, it like, the, fell from the ceiling. The chute, well, the chute is, like, off to the side, but it's angled down towards the middle of the room. Sure, sure, so, sure. But it is literally, like, sitting up looking at her as she yeah. walks in. Like, and, uh, yeah, that's a great shot. I was expecting you. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I've been expecting you. Um so she she does what any human being would do in this scenario, being introduced to this fucking terrifying, weird basement. She runs up, grabs it, and runs away really uh-huh. fast, as fast as she can. <laughs> and as she... She's all... Yeah, so she she runs away, and as she turns off the light and runs up the stairs, really, um, we we are left with the shot of the dolls, mm-hmm. and then something moves yeah. in the dolls, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. it's like no, 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 no. Uh, ah! <laughs> that that was from Ghost Ship, Ghost Boat, Ghost Boat. Mm-hmm. So, um. So this reminded me a lot of the haunting of Hill House. Mm. Remember, remember? Yeah, that basement in haunted Ooh. Hill House was fucked up. Oh, that was the scariest. That was the scariest moment in any show I yeah. think I've ever seen. So great. He goes down the dumb waiter. Season and like one, is, like, yeah. oh, yeah. It's not, Ooh, I got this is not the scariest basement that I've ever seen in fiction, but it is creepy because it's a basement and then scary doll moves. Yeah. Um, so let's see here. So the scary thing moves. Yeah. It reminded me of the thing in the haunting of hell house. And then, um, so I can't remember exactly what was said, but, uh, but somebody basically says about miles. He was being contrarian, and Flora's like, "What's co- contrarian? What does that mean?" And uh, and somebody in the kitchen's like, "It means he was being a tit." No, this was it, no. This is uh, the story goes to Miles in boarding school, and it's in the classroom. Oh his, yes, his teacher. Okay, so we f- okay, so now we flash over. Now we're in the past. 
Mm-hmm. Miles is in school. He's in a boarding school for, for boys, seemingly. Yeah. This is after his parents died, but before mm-hmm. Danny is hired. Yes. Can't remember whether it's before or after Miss Jessel. I don't was think there. I don't think that we know that. <clears throat> and then um so yeah, he's in class with like one of the world's like nicest best priest teachers. Yeah. And uh, we assume. <laughs> something Um what was they they were talking about legion, right? Um, they were talking about how Ma- how the different apostles, so Matthew, Mark, Luke, um, all talked about uh, the casting out of legion yeah. from a man, or in Matthew, in the in the in the. So this is Bible shit, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you got the the you got three apostles who act- well three yeah there's three there's four gospels three of them talk about this specific story right and about legion some inconsistencies but the big parts are there which is so first of all what is of- legion legion is a demon from hell mm-hmm. or and, a group of demons or a group of demons uh, and uh, who had possessed in in two of the gospels um, they suggest that legion inhabited one man in another gospel i think matthew he suggests that legion inhabited two men yeah and then it gets cast out into like a herd of pigs which promptly hurled themselves over a cliff right and this and and the the important thing is that in the scripture it talks about how um the demon asks right for basically permission from jesus to go inhabit the pigs jesus is like all right (laughs) cool cool yeah yeah go fuck up those pigs yeah yeah and so one of the kids asks the teacher miles asks uh yeah asks the teacher well hey um what like why no this is one of the other kids asks Mm. the teacher why does one of the apostles suggest You know, why does one of the other apostles have a different telling of the story? You know, right. suggest that it's different. And and uh, and why is why is that? And the teacher says, well, he's he's a bit of a contrarian. You know, he's he's. And then one of the kids asks, what does a contrarian mean? He says, well, I mean, and one of the kids has a little quip and he's like, it means he was being a tit. Boobs, boobies, tits. <laughs> and um, and so. So then Miles asks the question. Wait a minute. So, do they all have to ask for permission? He's just like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Do do yeah. demons have to get permission to co- go into you?" He genuinely came up with like a great question that I've never thought of before. Right? Because the demon asks if it can inhabit the pigs, but why wasn't it inhabiting people? Like right. it didn't ask Jesus's permission to possess these did the people did the people have to give their permission to the demon and the teacher's basically like great question and yes right and miles is seems to really really be interested in how possession works because he seems like he might have intimate knowledge of it yes it's it's not either intimate knowledge of it or suddenly something has piqued his interest he's like here's a way to get my parents back so this is okay so the now that I'm thinking about it, in the chronology, this is after Miss Jessel died ah. and before Danny comes and after his parents died, because he specifically says, like, um, like, why is it that the good ghosts don't come back? Right. Like, why? Why don't they? Why is it always bad? So it's like, all right, this kid's seen some shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good. Actually, that is a really good point. Why 
Why don't the good ghosts come yeah. back? Yeah. Bryce, why don't the good ghosts come back? Oh, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that was unintentional. It was a bad ghost. <laughs> so, um, so at this point, Miles gets a note from his sister. Or this is the first day of school, right? And he gets right. he gets a letter from his sister, and we're not given immediate knowledge of what the note says. Um, uh, but the teacher's like, "You're a great kid. I'm so appreciative of these very intelligent questions that you ask." And then we cut to Miles having fun outside, basically recess, and he's climbing a tree. And he and his pal are climbing this tree together, and he outclimbs his buddy and then just jumps out of the tree, <laughs> just just kind of flings himself out of the tree. And it's like, what, what, what's going on? But you, pretty quickly, you start to learn, oh, Miles is trying to get out of here. Yeah. He's trying every trick in the book to get expelled so he can go home. Right. And uh, and so and it's kind of weird because right after he jumps out of the tree, he's got, you know, he's got his arm in a sling and his buddy, you know, it's nighttime. They're going to bed. His buddy on the top bunk is like, hey, man, um, you know, why'd you do that? And he doesn't really have an answer. He's like, I don't know. Felt like it. I fell. Yeah. And his buddy's like, well, in any case, I like you and you're a good guy and uh, we're friends now. And, uh, and Miles is like, mm-hmm. like, it's almost no, you know, almost no reaction at all. So, um, it kind of sets up that Miles is not interested in being here, not interested in making friends. And he's really committed to this, to this yeah. thought of let's go home. And this, the, the teacher character is just like really great, tr- really understanding because he knows this kid's parents died it's like the absolute and probably that his au pair died just like can you imagine how traumatized this little boy is and he's just barely 10 years old and uh and he's seen like the deaths of three caretakers yeah basically um how unstable would that be it's it's an, it's intense for a little kid, and this teacher seems to seems to understand. Yeah, and he's trying to comfort him. He gives him like Bible verses that you know relate to loss, and um, and how does Miles repay him? <laughs> okay, so so now we're in the chapel, basically. That you know this this is a boys' school, but it's a Catholic boys' school, so it's set at a Catholic church. Yeah, and the the priest is like basically he's in the back just room. finished mass, and yeah. he's like taking off all his vestments and whatnot. And uh, and so as as he's hanging up his vestments in this side room, um, he hears like the the big doors of the chapel open and close, and he's like, "What the fuck is that?" And he goes out there. And you get a little movement, right? You get to see a little right. bit of something. There's something scurrying around, but it's but it's not within the field of view of of the priest. He's and like, you're all like, oh hey ho, I call it uh, squirrel. But it was not. It a was squirrel. not a squirrel. It was uh, <laughs> it was a a small child sized mm-hmm. thing, like a ten year old child. Is there anything Some kind of traumatized ten year old child, dude? Dude, let's take a minute and like pay respects to how fucking creepy little kids running around at night is i have a daughter who is four now and she is deadly silent and she can get places and she's scared of being found at night Mm -hmm. you know like 
it's a it's a scary concept. So it's this weird double build, you know, for her. She's like, I, I can't I want I want them to know that I'm awake, but I don't want to scare them because if they if they get scared, it'll scare me, mm-hmm. you know. And so she like creeps up so on you and I she's like, and either she creep up, or scurry. She gets right up in your ear and she's like. Papa. And you're like, ah! and it's like, cause, cause she's snuck up on you from, from, you're dead asleep. And she's like, daddy. Oh my, oh my God. There's a ghost. Uh, uh, see, and you're on, you're always on high alert too. That's yeah. like the worst thing that she could do for uh, you specifically. She knows that now she, she approaches mom, but it's the same thing for mom because right. that's a, to- have lips on your ear and be like, <laughs> Mom, and you're like, ah! <laughs> so there's. I have a friend like back in the day talked about how <laughs> his, I can't remember how old his kid was. It's probably like two or three, like old enough to like walk around, but not old enough to really be real vocal. Uh huh. Yeah. And he talked about his, he would. It might have been a she. Anyways, the the kid would really creep out the mother in law. Because she'd be sleeping in the guest room or whatever, and then she'd wake up with the kid just staring at her. Ugh. Just yeah. like, just yeah. like silence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just imagine waking up and I having, don't have to imagine, Bryce. Like a little... I have memories. A little kid just staring at you silently. <sighs> oh, man. It's so unsettling. Because then because then you're on high alert all the time. Yeah. For you know? me, it would get scarier the more they touch me. It's true. So... So this, so something's running around in the chapel with the father, right? And he, and he <laughs> very good. And he, uh, so he goes back to, he's like, yeah, must've been a squirrel. And he goes back to putting his vestments on the, uh, on the hangers. And then he hears something else and he goes, he goes back out there and it's not revealed. It's a pretty, it's a pretty cool shot because it's just, it's just an, ex, it's just a close up on his face, mm-hmm. right? As he goes back out into the, into the chapel He's he. You just see his shocked face. He right. sees something, and it's and it's alarming. And mm-hmm. as he walks towards it, the camera pans out a little bit, back, back, back away from his face, and we get this full view of this uh, this dove that has his neck broken. Yeah, it's his dove. Yeah, from like his classroom. Yes, he has. He's he's got a dove in a little cage, and you know it's it's clearly dead and on the on the altar at the right. front of the chapel, and it's like okay. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it cuts to Miles like in the office of like the headmaster with a like a bevy of other priests around, yeah, basically on trial for like, uh, we're tired of your shit. But this this priest that's his teacher is like really advocating for him, yeah. really like like he's I totally understand like this is and then making it a teaching moment and like for you know just life and religion. He's yeah. like, this is you know, like, I understand what you're going through, but like the first step, like what you have to do is to basically apologize. You have to have some kind of remorse or else like, we're kind of scared for you, you know? Yeah. And which so, is like, if you're a little kid killing animals, like that's a bad sign. Right. Like oh, that's, yeah. you got to nip that in the bud. Right. Because those, those little kids will grow up to literally be serial killers. Yeah. Um, it's it's not good uh, to be to just be wantonly killing anything. Um, but uh, but I so, like it. You say wanton, like it's the Chinese food. Wan, what's it? What's it supposed to be? I don't know. Just I would say wantonly. 
Wantonly? Okay, that's... But yeah. wantonly. Wantonly. I like, I like to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... Makes me crave savory, crispy things, though. Yeah, but... Are you eating, though? Are you? Um, so, so... They give him a moment, you know, they're like, so apologize. And he looks like he's going to apologize. He looks remorseful. He he genuinely looks very sad and remorseful. But then the things that come out of his mouth are horrific. He's like, I should have done more. Well, yeah, he says, he says, like, I'm sorry (gasps) that I didn't do more. (laughs) And then everyone's everyone's like, oh, good. Thank you for being sorry that I didn't do worse things to the bird. And to, you know, everybody here. I should have burned it. I should have... I should have ripped the head off. Right. Like, there's lots of things that I regret doing. Right. You know? And uh, But he does look remorseful that he has to say these things. You know, so it kind of sets up the humanity within him while he's saying these horrible well, things. Well, yeah, I mean, he's saying, like, terrible things that's totally, like, ruining his chances of ever going to this school again. So, of course, they expel him. And but then this, later... But this is why I like this show. Yeah. Is because... You can see the conflict within him. Right. And you go, and you, and you go. Something else is happening. There's something else happening, and you feel empathy for him while he's doing it. Even though he's saying these really terrible things, you're like, well, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, and that's a credit to that little, that little kid actor. Yes. Like, he, he really does a good job of, of selling that and of probably selling the conflict. And probably Mike Flanagan as yeah. well. He's like, look, you got to sell that you don't like saying this shit. And then later, like, you know, it cuts to him talking with his teacher that's like, I mean, what the what the fuck? Like, I'm trying to help. And and then Miles genuinely says he's sorry. Yeah. Like, you can tell he's like, I'm really sorry, you know, about that. But then it's. But then revealed the note from his sister is basically like, come back. Yeah. The note from his sister is, you know, uh, the drawing that. uh, I don't know, a seven-year-old little girl would do, which is, you know, her crying, a picture of, you know, it's in crayon and it's of her crying and it, it's basically like, please come home, Miles, you know, I, I miss you and there's scary stuff going on in the house. So the impetus behind Miles is, you know, bad behavior is I got to get home to help protect my sister. And that's, right. that's admirable, right? It's... It's a good reason to do bad things, right. kind of. Right. Um, and just like most of the most of the episodes, this kind of jumps back and forth between, you know, quote unquote present time and the past. Right. And so there's lots of stuff happening with Danny as well. Um, and uh, so at some point, Flora like comes to Danny with these glasses on. That yeah. she found in her stuff, and Danny freaks out. Well, yeah. Well, D- Flora's playing, or or having, she's putting away Danny's clothes for her. Right. And she's like, hey, I put your stuff away also. And she turns around and, and looks at, at Danny in the eyes, and she's got these glasses on her face. She's like, also, I found these glasses, but I found them like this. They have a crack uh-huh. in one of the lenses. And Danny can't handle that. It's It's hard you, it, in the moment, while you're watching the show, you're like, why is she so stricken? Well, it's it's obviously tied to the Mirror Man. With who? The. In the. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, so these are the glasses that, uh-huh. that the man in the mirror 
wears. Yeah. And we're not told the backstory. We yet. have no idea. It's really, but, really building up these glasses and, and mirror man. Danny can't handle it because, okay, first of all, the glasses have a crack in them and she's like, can you excuse me, Flora? She runs away and she just begins sobbing right. outside. Like uncontrollably like panic attack. Yes. Sobbing. Yeah. And, and it's at this moment that the gardener, um, who's a lovely young lady, um, played by Amelia, Amelia Eve, Eve yeah. uh, approaches her. I think her name is Jamie in the show. Yes. And she approaches, she approaches Danny and she, she kind of starts cheering her up. You know, she's like, Hey baby, how you doing? Uh, I know this is, it's hard taking care of two kids. Um, you know, but you're doing a great job and, uh, and you know, we're all struggling with something here, right. you know, kind of. And then there's a little bit of a spark. Yeah, there's a little like little. like a like pinky touch or something like that. Yeah. Like, hmm. A pinky touch. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. when you know shit's about to go down. Like, is the pinky the most intimate part of your body? Mm. Like, if you like, kind of just brush a bit against pinkies. Like, that's worse than like full throated blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hog, hog, hog. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you could do that to anyone. There's right. o- there's only special people that you could kind of just like barely touch the pinky. Oh, hey, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> there's that. Um, so too far. Yeah. So let me think here. So n- the next thing that happens is Miles. Uh, I can't remember what he's apologizing to Danny for. But he's he brushes her hair over her ear. Oh yeah, as he's doing it, um, and uh, and it's exquisitely disturbing because it's so fresh. You know, he's and like, it's so off putting. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, I'm really sorry for the way I treated you, baby." And then he's like, takes his hand and like just ve- in a very familiar way, brushes yeah this wisp of hair up over her mm-hmm. ear, and he's like. And then he just walks away, and she's like, "The, f- the fuck was it? you fucking fresh? Like, yeah, like what is going on?" Uh, oh, and he hands her he hands her some roses as he does this. Right. He's he's like, "Here's the bouquet, baby. It's like my booby." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he's he's very fresh with all the females in the house. Yeah, like any female, but it's not like it's not like a respectful. Yeah. Fresh. It's like a... It's like full-on rapey. Yeah. It's like, hey, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Like manipulative, like really weirdness. Yeah, yeah. And then it kind of culminates in this moment where... So this is where they play hide and seek, right? They, they. So one Danny's more, like, one more thing before that, we get to see the gardener who who's cleaning up the rose bushes after oh, right. after Miles has picked all these roses. She's like, "I'm gonna fucking murder this kid. I'm gonna murder him," and uh, and and uh, Danny kind of talks her down. She's like, "Hey, he's just a kid, you know. Just don't. It's not a big deal. Don't don't worry about that, about that right." Much. So yeah, now we get to hey, the, kids, the best idea ever. It's Let's like bedtime. right before bedtime. You guys are so good. Let's play hide and seek. Yeah, uh, yeah, hide and seek before bed. And uh, and man, immediately everything in my body was like, please no, please no, please you no, idiot. Don't. First of all, this is not going to get the kids to go to bed. And second of all, this 
but also specifically these kids and specifically this house and specifically at night and it's dark (laughs) and it's just dead silent the kids obviously they scurry off as fast as they can and hide in the dead of night in the total silence in this giant mansion yeah and uh danny is basically walking around this house for like five minutes (laughs) just like and there are things moving through the house and it's like oh god oh god this is bar none the scariest part of this first three episodes for me yeah can you think of a part um i'm trying to think of i don't know i can't i can't remember as flora is waiting to be found you know i think the most effective part for me is in the first episode when flora is like looking behind danny that's like just the most off-putting really thing i'm just like jeez see for me it's this moment when flora's hiding mm-hmm. and she's waiting to be found and she's humming the willowy wall willow wally willow wally song mm-hmm. and this thing is right behind her like 10 feet behind her writhing around on oh, the floor that's right yeah this is a the first like really big moment it's writhing around on the floor it's some huge human thing mm-hmm. and it's just like whipping around on the floor kind of like cackling the so- song along with her and when it starts getting too loud flora very familiar fa- in a very familiar way way <laughs> it's like hey would you please shut the fuck can up can you shh <laughs> hey be quiet and the thing just quiet pipes down <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh, it's so fucked up that these kids are so familiar with all this nasty garbage. Right. That's going on. Um, um And then yeah, go Miles yeah, like Miles like runs up behind Danny and gets her in like a naked chokehold. <laughs> yeah. Rear naked choke and is like, "Hey, I found you, bitch." And she's like, "Oh." She's like, <laughs> uh, uh, uh. And then <laughs> like, uh, please he's like time for you to find for time for time for me to seek yeah. or something like that. Or like, yeah, something like he's going to count down from 10. She's got to hide. And yeah, it's like really super creepy. Like genuinely, he was like had her in a good chokehold and she was genuinely starting to like probably see like little tiny stars in her vision. Yeah. And at this point, so he runs away. She's looking for him. She's angry. And then she sees someone outside of uh, like a tall man, like the man that was on the balcony in the first episode. She right. sees him walking by. And she's like, what the fuck is that? She goes outside. She's looking around. She's like, I'm going to call the police. And then she looks in the window inside and she sees Miles standing right. there. And he's like, I don't feel so good. This is like a great example of why. Mike Flanagan is a great director because he can genuinely just full on show a ghost and it's still scary. Yeah. Like it's still like the situation is so off putting that it's not like, oh, well, we just blew our load now. Like we we saw it. That's it. Right. Like this was she looks out the window and it's like kind of a blurred kind of like a bathroom type window, but he's close enough. He's like right next to the window mm-hmm. to where you can see all of the features except, like, the specifics, yeah. you know? And uh, it's super creepy. Like, someone's literally just outside your bathroom window or whatever. Right. And then... So, yeah. Miles doesn't feel so good. He falls down. And that's the end of... Basically, the end of the second episode. 
Hey, thanks again for listening. Make sure to subscribe and leave a rating for us on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out a lot. This has been Horror Movie Talk's presentation of The Haunting of Bly Manor After Show. Um, if you'd like to support us, you can do so by heading to our website. That's horrormovietalk.com. And, uh, and from there, you can find links at the top of the page on, you know, if you're shopping on Amazon, uh, just click through that link at the top of the page it says buy stuff on Amazon. And then anything you buy following clicking on that link will send us a little bit of a, a little bit of taste of that, that sweet, sweet cash that mm. we love so much. Get a little jingle jangle of change. And uh, also, uh, if you'd like to become a patron and support us directly, you can do so same way or head on over to patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Uh, make sure to share these uh, these episodes with a friend if you'd uh, if you'd like to you know um, have a have a detailed discussion with them about the haunting of Bly Manor and make sure to check out our resident artist Dustin Goble. He is a professional artist who fucks so hard. He also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans, so make sure to contact him at dgobel zero zero. That's at d g o e b. E-L-0-0 on Instagram and make your artistic dreams come true. Tell him HMT sent you. Um, again, if you'd like to call the show and tell us that we're wrong or that we are right or that you, you know, you want us to do this or that, call 682-253-4468. And with that, thank you so much and watch episode three of The Haunting of Bly Manor. For me, it would get scarier the more they touch me.